Maxime Michel, welcome to Radio Canada International. Thanks so much for having me. Now, um, today we have seen a report published on on the situation in Yemen. Care has been there for many, many years, decades. How bad is the situation um, uh, there? What are you hearing from your people on the ground? Mm-hmm. So the situation uh, that is happening in Yemen right now is catastrophic. Um, I don't think it can get much worse than, than what's been happening in, in recent years, in recent months, and including today um, with the release of this new report. Um, so this report comes from the IPC. It's a highly technical report. It's called the Integrated Food Security Phase Classification. Um, it's essentially telling us about the food situation in Yemen, and, and, and as you've seen, it, it just has really shocking results. Um, It uses a five-point scale, five being uh, famine levels. And what we've found out today is there are around a quarter million people that are in famine-like conditions. And so they just don't have enough to eat. Um, And if that wasn't bad enough, there's another 10 million people who are at level four. So they're right on the edge. Um, And another 10 million in in the crisis mode at, at level three. So we're looking at a population of 30 million people where more than two-thirds of the population is in just absolutely dire conditions and millions of people are going hungry. People don't know when their next meal is going to be. They don't know if they can afford to buy a next meal for their family. Um, what we're seeing is that these numbers and the figures coming out of the report, the, they're the highest in the areas that are most affected by the fighting. Um, The war in Yemen has really been absolutely devastating to civilians. Um, We hear it every day from our team. Uh, There's a need for a peaceful solution uh, to this crisis and for people to stop suffering. It's just really, really catastrophic what we're hearing. Hmm. Now, can can you give me some examples? Uh, Have you been able to talk to your... um Yemeni workers, people who actually live in the country, about their own experiences. What What is it that they're seeing in their families, in their neighborhoods? Yeah, the situation for our staff in Yemen has been absolutely devastating. I mean, and we're talking to the team quite often, and the staff that we have there, they're all from Yemen. They've been there their whole life, and they've been working as humanitarian workers um, to help people who were affected by the war. Issue is, is they've been affected by the war. So every day they're seeing horrific things. Um, they've been um, affected by airstrikes or attacks. Um, they're helping people that are in some just absolutely heartbreaking conditions, and that's really hard on them. Just just to deal with that every day and to see um, the level of devastation that's happening in their country. The, the issue is that now it's getting worse for them as well. They're also starting to struggle to feed their families. They're trying to help people, but they themselves, many of them, have actually been displaced. Um, so one of our staff um, who wrote to us today was, was talking about how um, months ago, he was helping people who had had been displaced, and so they couldn't they could no longer live in their homes. Um, and and he felt a lot of empathy for them. And now he's actually been displaced from his hometown. Um, so this is he's talking about this. It's motivating him to do his job, but it feels very different because he's almost in the same situation as some of the people that were helping. 
Um, he shared uh, with us a quote um, from from a woman he was speaking with. Um, there's, there's one village in uh, one district of Hodeida where we're helping. Half of the population is being helped by CARES uh, humanitarian assistance. And recounting the story about this mother who's talking about this daily struggle that she has to feed her children. And this, I, I struggled to read this quote, and I'll, I'll read it to you now. She said, Every night, I wish that the sun would never rise again because I'm not able to face this situation. I'm not able to feed my children. When my children wake up, they ask me for food, and how can I feed them when I have nothing? So these are the things that our staff are facing every day and and doing their best, but it's really starting to affect them a lot. Hmm. Now, you spoke about Hodeida. Uh, It's the principal maritime port uh, uh, in Yemen, and uh, recently there's been uh, fierce fighting with the, uh, you know, officially recognized government forces backed by Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates trying to capture the city from the Houthi uh, rebels. Um, what's the situation around Hodeida now? Mm. So absolutely, the imports in Yemen are really important um, to the economy. So around 90% of food, fuel, and and, and other items um, go through ports. So uh, Hodeida in particular, it's about 70% of imports that go through there that go to the to the entire country. So um, if if the port were to ever be blocked, it's absolutely going to mean that people will starve. Um, The other ports in Yemen just don't have the logistics uh, capacity to be able to deal with the volume of food and supplies that would be needed to keep people alive. So literally, Hodeida is is a lifeline for millions of people. And so we're really concerned about that. And and that's where the need for for peace is is so crucial and so important, um, because this particular port is is essential. Um, Part of the issue as well with the port, I mean, there's been a reduction in a lot of the imports just because of the crisis. Um, A lot of ships just have have refused to to go to Yemen because of the insecurity. And what that that has done is that it's created a depreciation in, in the value of the dollar. There's not enough supplies coming in. The prices of goods are going up. And so while there might be enough food in the country right now to feed people in need, they actually can't afford to buy that food. Um, we've been giving cash to people to help them meet their basic needs so that people could choose, you know, what they want to purchase according to what they prefer. And we've had to change the amount because people weren't able to buy enough food with the same amount of money that we used to give them uh, several months ago. So this has had a huge impact on people's ability to access food and all of their savings are just being depleted mm. because of this. Now, this report also coincides with the announcement uh, of the UN's biggest ever um, country appeal. And uh, the UN is asking for $4 billion U.S. dollars to help Yemen. Uh, what is Care Canada's situation? Yeah, so you're you're right. This is the biggest appeal that the UN has ever launched, and it really points to the the needs that are there. Um, this is an absolutely serious situation. Um, our teams in care um, are currently supporting a million people every month with assistance. This is an unprecedented scale for us in terms of a humanitarian response. 
Um, I mean, we're work, we have 250 staff in country that are, that are doing that work. And w- what does that mean? What is the work that they're doing? I mentioned cash. So we do give directly cash to people who need it, who can't afford to buy food. We also deliver food. So we're an implementing uh, agency for the World Food Program. The WFP uh, provides us with food, and we deliver it to people in North and South Yemen. Uh, we're one of the biggest partners um, delivering this assistance. And some of what's included in, the, in those food baskets is oil, it's sugar, wheat, um, beans, um, and right now that's meeting about 80% of people's daily calories. I mean, we're, we're, we're all obsessed over our calories every day. Well, in this kind of situation, people are just not meeting uh, the recommended calories every day. And with this currency change, they're having trouble making up the difference um, of what's not provided in, in those food baskets. Um, something else that we're doing is related to maternal health. So uh, because of this crisis, because of the war, a lot of government services are, are no longer operating or not available or very difficult to access, like health centers. Um, so we're working to make sure that pregnant women have safe places to give birth. Um, we, we hear and our team has seen, has found a woman recently on the side of the road who had passed away um, while giving birth and didn't get access to the health care that she needed. And so these are just absolutely life-saving interventions that we're doing right now. And, and that's why that, that figure is so high at, at the $4 billion, um, UN appeal. Mm. Now, of course, uh, as we speak, uh, members of the Houthi movement and the uh, internationally recognized government of Yemen and the uh, the co- Saudi-led coalition are meeting in Sweden. Uh, what do you hope happens uh, with the political situation in uh, in Yemen? Well, the the thing we hope and wish for is for an end to the conflict in Yemen. For us, that 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 would be the solution to the crisis that we're seeing now. Is for fighting to stop, um, and we won't have this. Uh, these famine-like conditions if, if there isn't a war in Yemen. Um, so we know that discussions are happening in Sweden with the UN Special Envoy for Yemen um, and that the peace process is, is looking um, to, to, to find an end to the conflict, um, and, and that's what we want. Um, the longer we go without a solution to the conflict, the more suffering and the more people who are going to be starving. Um, so that is something that needs to be absolutely prioritized, um, and it needs to happen now. People in Yemen need peace. Thank you very much. I really appreciate you taking so much time to speak with me. Thank you so much, and thanks for bringing attention to this really, really important situation.